There we go. righty. Hey, mamas, and thank you so much for tuning in to our Empowered Mama segment today. I have the pleasure of interviewing fellow Empowered Mama and the owner of Healthy as a Mother Kitchen in Sunnyside, Queens, Yesenia Ramdas. So Yesenia is a mama to three, Zachari Zachariah, right? Eight, yep. Abel, three, and Amalia? One. Who's one. So I, I follow you on social media, so I see all of them. They're super cute. Um, Yesenia is also one out of seven siblings, so I'm sure that that's prepared you for the big family feel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and just a little background of Yesenia. She went fully plant-based back in 2018 after doing some research and just kind of getting turned off with the meat industry and how they treat animals. Um, but I know that a huge deciding factor for you to continue on was when your mom passed away due to cancer. So that's actually how we connected, which was when I met you like almost three years ago when we were getting our nails done. I don't know if you remember this, but this is how we, I remember sitting there and like, I don't know how we struck a conversation and we, it came up that we lost parents due to cancer, unfortunately. And um, you gave me your card. I followed your blog, your social media. And I've been following you ever since and just kind of seeing your whole journey. And it's been beautiful to, to watch you grow. And also I've joined in on your Go Vegan challenges, which I don't know if I like did as, as great as I would have liked to, but I definitely followed along and I have made some different choices and what I, and how I, you know, put food into my body and whatnot. And, uh, you know, focusing more on health and, and herbs and all like the, the good stuff. So, um, I've been following your story for a few years now and been super inspired by your lifestyle and the balancing of mamahood in general, and just overall, just watching you inspire and empower others. So without further ado, welcome Yesenia, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. And of course, I remember how we met. I'm a chat. <laughs> So when I feel someone's energy, I just, I go for it. I make conversation and clearly I was right about you. So thank you for having me here. I'm really excited. I love to connect with other moms that are inspiring just as yourself. So I'm really honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I was, I was like, I have a, a list that I started when I like came up with this thought and you were like one of the top people on my list. I was like, I have to ask her, she'll be down for an interview because uh, I know I've been like, <laughs> We've been rescheduling, but here we are. And, you know, I'm thrilled to be here. We made it. We made it. So let's just jump right in. So my first question is, how are you? Because I know you are busy. You have three babies. You have a restaurant. You're an entrepreneur. You're a writer. You all these great things. How are you doing? <laughs> well, thank you for asking me that question. I don't know when was the last time someone asked me how I was doing. So... I'm doing good. Um, you know, there's always opportunity to be better. I mean, I could be at the beach in the Dominican Republic with a margarita in my hands, but, um, but I'm, I'm good in every sense of the word. Um, life is good. My children are healthy and we have a roof over our head and we have healthy food to eat. And, you know, I count my blessings every single day. So when I say good, I mean, I have everything that I need. So I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. And you literally make it look so effortless. Like I know social media, you kind of, everyone showcases like the good of things, but I've also met you in person. And I feel like you have, you're one of those people who just like seem to have it all together. Like, how do you, how do you balance it all out? It's, um, listen, I have to say having a supportive husband, um, is like 
the most important thing. Like I could not do it alone. And when I do see single moms out there doing it, like I look at them and I'm like, how? Um, so listen, I, I, I get up every day. I put the pieces together and, and, and I follow through. I'm really passionate about what I do. And, um, I think that passion just, you know, it, it fuels me and in what I do and it keeps me going. Um, and I am thankful for that because not everyone gets to do every day what they love. So um, having that ability, um, it's just, it keeps me going and my children keep me going. And, you know, I was telling my husband, we have our youth. It's now or never. Like, let's just make it happen. Let's, you know, I'm tired. I'll be honest. I am so tired. Yeah. I yawn like half of the day and <laughs> I go to sleep late. I wake up early. But again, it's just like someone once said, you have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce. And I was like, that is so true. That is <laughs> true. What we do with our time and um, the time is now. Tomorrow isn't promised. And I just, I've lost two friends in the last three months, similar to my age group. And it's just, unfortunately, when things like that happen, it's like that reminder that like you have today, tomorrow isn't here. So like, what legacy are you going to leave behind? And um, that's something that my husband always asks me. He always asks, if you die tomorrow, are you going to be happy with the legacy you've left behind? And I try to live every day with that top of mind. I love that. I think it's it's really like inspirational because I think it's so easy to get caught in the nuances of like the day to day without like focusing on the big picture like the things that are most important to us. And, and I think like even during COVID that kind of, that became apparent for a lot of people. So, uh, so with this like interview that we're doing today too, I think it's important that we express that to people too, to basically sh tell them, you know, the longevity of life, like you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but making the best of it. And one of those things is obviously taking care of ourselves, body, mind, spirit, and all those things. So that's, yes. I feel you. <laughs> um also with the Beyonce thing dang but if I have like a cook and like a trainer and all that I know that might be Very a little easier <laughs> <laughs> so with your journey um I know that you started if you started in 2018 you already had your son right so like what once you decided like this is what I'm doing how did you how did you start implementing your own way of like lifestyle change to your parenting and what, how they ate and things of like that? Yeah. So, um, that's a question that I actually get pretty often because a lot of my fathers are millennial moms who are just trying to make better choices every day, um, especially with their children. And, um, when Zachariah was born, um, I mean, I was 23 years old at that point, I was a vegetarian. Um, so he was already born into a family that didn't consume any type of meat. Um, so it's not like I had to like start from scratch. So like by the time I, 2018 came and um, I went fully plant-based, I was actually already giving birth to my second son, which was Abel. Okay. Uh, and so with Zach, I didn't like be like, he can't have cheese and eggs. It was more like, let's try to replace those things. So like he loved scrambled eggs. So I started kind of looking into plant-based eggs, you know, alternatives. And I'll be honest at the beginning, he wasn't having it. He was yeah. like, what are you? Um, but 
little by little. So I was giving him plant-based eggs and then real eggs. And then eventually kind of like giving him more of the plant-based eggs to the point where I kind of just transitioned out the real eggs. And I don't think he ever even noticed. And I, I season them the same way. I know I'm not the like type of person that does just eggs. Like I do eggs with like, you know, bell peppers, onions, you know, you know, just like all of that. So I think that helped a lot where like he was picking up more, his palate was picking up more of the seasoning than the actual eggs. So what the plant-based eggs did was just give him the same texture. It did taste, I'm not going to say it's hundred percent the same because I'd be lying, Uh, but it it wasn't too bad. I really just had to phase him out of eggs and cheese. And if you are living in 2022, like we are, you go to the supermarket and there's like a million vegan cheeses on the shelf. So that really wasn't a problem for me. It was pretty easy with him. And then with Abel, he was just born into a vegan lifestyle. He he never consumed any dairy or, or meat. So I have to say it was, it was a little easy. I, I wish I had like a, I did this and that story, but being that I already lived the lifestyle, yeah. it, it made it Well, you did the hard work already, yeah. like prior to, and you hear that out there, use seasonings, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the seasonings are where it's at. You're it's all about, <laughs> all about things. I always say that, especially with like, you know, being in the restaurant industry now, like with meat, you know, if someone gave you a piece of chicken with no seasoning, you would be like, ill, right? Mm-hmm. You're actually yeah. attracted to vegetable seasonings, not the chicken itself. So exactly. changing, you know, the, the protein itself, but keeping the same seasoning. So, and it works. Yeah. I actually don't consume red meat myself after my grandma was diagnosed with colon cancer, like almost four years ago. And uh, her doctor told her, had she eaten red meat because she was actually allergic to beef. She would break out in hives when she would eat beef and she were Puerto Rican. So, you know, pernil, chuleta, pork chops, pork is like a big one, but she didn't consume it as frequently as most traditional, you know, people do. And he said, if you ate red meat, we, this would have been too far along that we wouldn't have caught it in time. And at that moment I was like, there's no reason for me to, to eat it anymore. I was already vegetarian at the time as well. So I already had cut it out and I was like, you know what? I've had it before. I know what it tastes like. Like, sure, it tastes good in those moments, but I don't miss it. I'm like, what, what's, what's more important? What's more important at this point? So I continued being vegetarian for a while. And then now I try to practice, I'm mostly vegetarian, but I do consume like poultry or fish. Um, but even with that, it's very far and few in between. I try to really stick to vegetables and you know things like that so and I and I can definitely say that I'm less bloated I feel better like I definitely have more energy that's a fact and and with a toddler for me to say that (laughs) (laughs) you know it's true because like and I'm sure that your energy levels are super high because you're consuming like electric food all day yeah yeah and um I mean Listen, you're on your journey. I think we we all are. Um, and like you said, like, you know, to me, like you make it look so easy, but like this, this has been a 15 year journey. So it's like, I didn't wake up one morning and go, I'm going to be hundred percent plant-based and be conscious about all ingredients that are coming to my household. Yeah. It didn't work out that way. Um, it took me a long time to get here. So, you know, I feel like I have all this knowledge and I don't know if you ever heard of, of the saying that, 
knowledge is empowered. Mm-hmm. Applied knowledge is power. So like I have all of this here, like I want to get it out. I really want to just, you know, share, share the good word and um, inspire others, especially in our culture yes. who are, you know, feel like they can't give up their culture uh, you know, the foods in their culture, uh, the seasonings, right. The, the, the good tasting stuff. You, you don't have to, you don't have to. I'm eating my mango with yeah. and my plant-based sausage and my scrambled eggs. Yep. I have all of it. <laughs> I would literally be lying. If I told you that after watching your videos, I don't get hungry because <laughs> I I'm like, uh, don't worry. Like I'm definitely going to, I'm coming to the restaurant soon. Cause I've also <laughs> tried your food at the vegan pop-up on Long Island and that was bomb so I can only imagine like going to your storefront so, so I'll be on the I'll be I'll be you know putting that out there too <laughs> that's actually you you like literally real went right into my next question for you because I know that you continue with the lifestyle because you wanted to remove the veil from your your family's eyes your loved one's eyes and basically showing them that we can eat the things that we love without sacrificing our health. And I know you're Dominican American. So I know that I get it. The culture part of it. I know it's so hard to kind of give up those delicacies that we grew up with and, you know, feeling that connection to our culture. So what's something that you would say, like you just told me the mango with your plant-based sausage. What was like your first recipe that you kind of like transitioned a family member, like showed them like, look, here's this meal that I prepared for you. That's fully plant-based, but still will resonate with your Dominican culture. Yeah, sure. So it was something that was super simple. Um, there was not much thought process behind it. And I'm going to give you an example before I share the example of the question. (laughs) I've had people tell me at the restaurant recently, are your potato chips vegan? And I'm like, Yes, because the ingredient is only potato chips and like and salt. Oh, and they're gluten-free, right? So like sometimes people don't necessarily think that they've ever had vegan food. Meanwhile, they've been consuming vegan food for several years and just don't make the connection that it, it is completely animal-free food. Mm-hmm. So with my family, to reel it back into your question, Um, It really was with my mother where she was like my number one priority because she was dealing with cancer. So I really focused my energy on her to ensure that, you know, she is making better decisions. Um, And a big part of that was looking at what she already made at home. So, you know, as a Dominican kid growing up, I ate ajro, habichuela, and pollo like every single day. Like I probably hated it at one point because I was like, ah, is that what you cooked Again, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I told my mom, I'm like, you can have your rice, your beans with some platano maduros and some avocado. Yeah, that's vegan. That is plant based food. And we just don't stop and think of it, you know, in that perspective, because, you know, us Hispanic people are, are taught that without the chicken on the plate, the, the, the meal isn't complete. And so that was really the first part of it. And I really have vivid memories in my head of going to Thanksgivings or, you know, just family get togethers. And, you know, like I have a big family. So everyone brings, you know, those big aluminum trays with a different dish. And it was like ensalada de papa, lasagna, pernil, like a a big pavo. So 
I couldn't really have any of it. And every time I would eat, I would have my, my paper plate with some rice, some salad. And that was pretty much it. And I used to have like my cousin be like, oh, is that all you're going to eat? And I was like, yes, actually. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I think it, it took a long time to get most of my family because I can say, you know, uh, that today most of my siblings are very conscious of what they eat not all of them but um some of them have become more conscious i have a sister who has six kids most of her children are vegetarian and and that's all because i made switch and set the example and 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 made it a little easier on them but it's really not that hard before all the mock meats and all the you know vegan chicken and all that stuff that we have today there was rice beans and and sweet plantains <laughs> It's true. A lot of our ancestors, they lived off the land and what they lived off of were exactly that, what you're saying. Yes. Yes, exactly. So yeah, um, yeah that, that's really it. That's, it, it wasn't anything fancy. I wasn't making pastelon and all the dishes that I make today. Just, we have the luxury today to have all of these ingredients that we didn't have back then. Uh, but even in 2018 and before that, it was just, I was having, you know, just real food, whole foods, hundred percent plant. And it was good on top. It was delicious. Was. Like you didn't sacrifice the flavor. No, no. I wasn't like boiling, like boiling broccoli and calling it a day. Yeah. Like <laughs> with a dash of salt. <laughs> I think that what I, the resounding message that I'm getting through talking to you and also to other, you know, mamas that I've been talking to is just really riding out the waves and taking your time in, in, in anything, when that comes into your, from, for yourself, for your goals, for your passions is taking the time, being patient and just taking it one day at a time. Cause I mean, yes. Rome wasn't built in a day, right. An expert in anything was once a beginner. So that's like kind of what I'm just getting from everything. And the long-term is the, like the reward, right? Yes. And I feel, you know, I'm glad that you say that because you know, in today's society, you know, we want the fast remedy. We want, that's why we take, you know, a Tylenol before we say, well, maybe I have, I'm dehydrated and maybe I need more water, right? Like we want the quick fix. We want it to be done in the moment. We want it now. And that convenience, you know, it's sometimes not the best thing, right? When yeah. you think about you know, successful people. And I'm not just talking about financially successful people. I'm talking about people who are successful at their health, people who are successful in, in many other ways. They all have a story. And like you said, it didn't happen overnight. It happened over time. And the beauty of our stories is the journey, right? I love talking about my journey because so many people can relate to it. And I have stories of when I used to be like, I can't live without cheese. Like I used to Say that to myself like I can't do it and I actually like because that was like the biggest hurdle for me when my mother was sick I made a promise and I said you know I keep asking from God save my mother heal her take this cancer out of her body and then I stopped for a second. I said to myself I keep asking from God give me give me give me but what do I have to give and like, what do you give the creator? Right. So like, I wasn't really sure. And I said to myself, well, I can't give him something physical. So I'm going to give him something that is a sacrifice for me. So as funny and crazy as it sounds, it was cheese because 
I felt like I needed cheese. Being a vegetarian, you swap out all of the meat with cheese. So, if, oh, you go to a restaurant, there's no, you know, vegetarian options. There's always pasta with cheese. So yeah. let's go. So I was eating cheese in an unhealthy way. And I decided to make that promise. And so I said, I would never eat cheese for the rest of my life. And my brothers and sisters were like, why you got to be for? <laughs> right? But he, and it's my mom has been gone for almost four years this July and I haven't had cheese since. And you know what? It has been the best decision of my life. My digestive system is better. Um, I feel better. And, you know, it's great. I thought I couldn't do it, but here I am living, thriving and well. <laughs> yep. And I'm sure it was really hard in the beginning, but you got through it and you kept pushing and you did yeah. it. You set your and mind for a goal and you got to that. To be completely honest, it wasn't even that hard. I think I was making it hard in my head yeah. and um, it wasn't that hard. I think that our, our minds just really messes with us. And, you know, just, just the message for everyone who hears this podcast is that, you know, your mind is more powerful than you think. Don't allow yourself, like, don't ever think you can't do something because you feel like you can't do it. Separate your emotions and your minds, because when you feel something, you can overcome that. It's just the feeling and it's temporary. And the fact that I was able to overcome that, I mean, it's just a testimony. You, you can yeah. get through it. Mindset, really. Yeah, that's definitely empowering for sure. I, I think that sometimes you need to not only hear it from other people, but see it and hear other people's stories to, to kind of relate and be like, you know what? She can do it. I think I can do it too. Totally. Yeah. Um, all right. So I have another question for you. Let's see. So you've answered a lot of my questions that I like wrote out because I have to write them out because mom brain just like jumbles everything together. So one of them is on top of being a mama, a wife, full-time entrepreneur, business owner, you also give back to the community. And I saw that you have an Elsa's Wish, which is, which is a plant-based meal donation program. So tell us more about that, how that works, how we can help. Yes, of course. Well, thank you. Um, so going back again to my mom, I feel like she's like the, the main theme here, um, which I love. Um, so when just when I think about my childhood and growing up, my mother was always a giving person. Um, and we didn't have much. So I grew up in Washington Heights. Um, you know, we had, you know, an apartment on Riverside and, um, you know, my mother was on welfare. She collected WIC, <laughs> you know, like she, you know, we, we yeah, we, we just really didn't have money. And, um, you know, she had that government assistance, but some way, somehow we always had exactly what we needed. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't have name brands, nothing like that because that's not what we needed she she got us to school she got us back and we ate and and that was her job but I have vivid memories of my mom knocking on my room and saying hey you have a lot of clothes I want you to go through all of your clothes and pick out what you don't wear because we're making we're making putting a box together and we're going to send it to the Dominican Republic yeah. which is you have a lot of cousins in need and you have too much clothes is what I remember her telling me and I used to be like no I don't and she's yeah. like no you <laughs> so, um, so that's just one example, but another example is, you know, when she would call, when we would go pick up food, we would go to like, uh, these churches and they would give out like food, like once a week. And she would just go there with like carts and she would come back home and like literally distribute that between our family members for anyone who needed it. She would call neighbors. That was who 
Elsa Garcia was. She was a giving person, even when she didn't have. She would take, you know, the sweater off her back and give it to you, it, even if she was cold. And, you know, I guess I didn't see it. Mm -hmm youth because I was too naive and just didn't know enough about the world. Uh, but my adulthood, I think back and I'm in a position today where I'm so thankful to have my own business and, and have a house. And, you know, I'm in a much better situation. Thankful for the sacrifices that she made by coming to this country yeah. and really laying down a foundation for, for me to stand on today. I wanted to give back and in any way that I could. So we came up with Elsa's wish. Um, and basically it's, it's really just that, like wanting to give back to our community in any way that we can. And being that I am in the restaurant industry, I'm very passionate about eating plant-based and having resources, even for those who don't have access. So one of the most, uh, one of the things that come to mind is homeless people we walk in New York City. I think like if you were born and raised in New York, you can relate to what I'm about to say. Yeah. You walk into the train station and you see a homeless person. You don't think twice. It is just normal because we're seeing it over and over again. But when you really start looking at the statistics and have ever had a conversation with one of these people, you realize that they are humans. Yeah. They feel old. They get hungry. And sometimes the system isn't supportive enough. Sometimes you might wonder, well, why aren't they in a shelter? Why aren't they getting help? It's not that easy. And sometimes you have to go through a lot of hurdles before you can get help. And so with Elsa's Wish, we created a vegan meal donation campaign where we collect a vegan meal donations. So you can go on my website mm -hmm. and a donation costs $15. And what that includes is, is a meal. The meal is normally a slider with um, basically it's a burger uh, that I make with uh, roasted eggplant, quinoa, organic chickpea flour, and it's with arugula, tomatoes, avocado on a pretzel bread, an empanada, a side of gluten-free um, Himalayan chips. And then you'll have a drink of choice. So it'll be either a house-made tamarind juice, a kombucha drink. So just it's comfort food, but it's healthier than what's available out there. And it just, it makes me feel good. And I think about how much money people spend on food. Um, I'm one of them. Um, yeah. Guilty yeah. Yes. <laughs> much money on food. What's $15 towards, you know, a meal for someone who actually needs it. And yeah. what does is we match your donation by 100%. So if we receive six orders for the month, we'll go out at the end of the month and we're going to go and donate 12 meals to our community. I actually just partnered this past Saturday with Chili's on Wheels. Uh, they set up every Saturday at 3 p.m. in a park. So they had a volunteer come to my kitchen, they picked up the food and then they gave it out to the community. And it makes me feel a little closer to my mother. It makes me feel closer to the community as a brand new business. It's not about wanting, wanting, wanting. It's about wanting and taking what you have to then give it. Because, I mean, what is it all good for if it's not put towards something that's good? Yeah, absolutely. And that's 100% beautiful. We will definitely donate on our behalf as well. And I'll announce that too once I, I publish our podcast. So uh, I'll definitely add the link for the Healthy as a Mother 
com and all of your social media so that everyone knows where to go to be able to give back. So that's amazing. And just to kind of finish it off, what's some advice that you can give some other mamas who, you know, might need to hear it? What resonates with your soul and your spirit to, to share? Oh God, I think I could be here for the next six hours, but <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not easy being a mom and man, having three kids, it's tough. I having one kid is tough. First of all, times tougher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my advice would be don't be so hard on yourself. I catch myself quite often just saying, oh, I can be more present with my kids because the business is consuming me so much. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm always hard on myself. So I would just say, don't be so hard on yourself. At the end of the day, our children love us, whether we work 40 hours a week or 60 hours a week, you know, or we're a stay at home mom, like they love us no matter what they are, our littles, they came from us um, and they appreciate us. So don't be so hard on yourself. The next thing I would say is, you know, we live in a world where, you know, normally the man is, you know, the breadwinner, they maintain that, you know, if you have a passion, right, if they're longing, longing to do for, for a long time, now is the time to do it. Having your kids, don't let that stop you. Have them be a part of that journey. When I started doing pop-ups, Zach was helping me sketch what the pop-up was going to look like. I asked him questions about the menu. What would you like to eat? I made him a part of that process. And when we started doing the pop-ups, I yeah. don't know if you see yeah, there. It was so cute. The cutest <laughs> little helper, literally. He was like yeah. so proud just to be by your side. Oh my God, like they love it. And, you know, it's just for me, it's, you know, it's, I just, I've always lived by the model and my husband and I, it's, it wasn't just, you know, by myself, but we've always said just because we have a kid, we're not going to stop living. So yes. when Zach, we started traveling more than ever. Um, we're three kids in. It's really hard to get on an airplane with three kids, especially two toddlers that oh, cry the whole Bless cry, you. That's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> but it is difficult. But at the end of the day, you know, I just live now. Don't don't say, oh, I'm gonna wait for Zach to be 10 years old before I'm gonna, you know, start doing what I want to do. Like just do it now and you know, carve out the time, you know, set your priorities and 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 do what matters to you because you're a woman and, and women and, and you're divine and, and you have the power to do what you want. Don't let, you know, these titles and, you know, quotes dictate, you know, what role you're in and what you're doing is bad or, or not good. And even if you're a stay-at-home mom, that's the hardest job in the world. So I salute you. I can't do it. <laughs> I know it's definitely hard, but I, hearing that I it definitely resonates with me because I know that it's so easy to get lost in the title of mom of being a mom and just that so that's why I started this venture myself because I'm like you know what I want to find a community of other mamas I want to I want to introduce other empowered mamas to uh, other moms so they know that they're not alone and that there there are options other than having to wait for like the right time like there's never going to be a right time now's the right time just do what you got to do and everything yeah. else will follow, everything else will fall into place and you'll figure it out along the way. Like we're moms, right? Like we're jack of all trades. We literally, that's what, that's what we do on a day to day. So if not yes. now, when, right, just do it, bring them along. And like you said, when you do leave your legacy behind, they're going to look back and be like, wow, like my mom did that. 
And I think that's like important, you know? Yes. 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 Uh, I totally agree. That was, thank you so much. Like that was such a great way to, to end our show and mamas. If you're looking, make sure to check out healthy as a mother, vegan kitchen in Sunnyside Queens. I will post all the details on here. Um, cause I definitely will be also checking it out very soon and I'll keep y'all posted on that. I encourage you to check out Yesenia's website at healthyasamother.com and her IG at healthy as a mother and also her at vegan burger buns. Don't worry. I'll be linking all of that. Cause I was a lot. And I'm talking at super fast speed because I'm Puerto Rican and that's what we do. We just talk fast and with our hands. <laughs> so I'll be linking everything in the description below. And thank you all so much for, lis- for listening and watching. And if you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support, please like and subscribe and leave me a rating and review. Don't forget to check out my Call Me Mama podcast on Spotify. Thanks again. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.